Morning, everyone. Great to be back with you again. It's fantastic. I'm really impressed with the, um, the number of people that have showed up this morning. I said to Jill before the service, you must have the biggest interchange bench in Melbourne. And <laughs> I wonder if you'd like to join me as we... Uh, I just want to say thank you to the music team, Jill and the music team too. And Sarah, you've got a beautiful voice. It's really great for leading us in worship. Yeah. Okay, now let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together like this. We thank you for the promise that you are here with us. And we pray that your Holy Spirit now would open your word to us. Give us a hunger to hear your voice and a hunger to put it into practice. I pray that this morning that we might leave here with a desire in our heart to be more the people you've created us to be, people of thanks and praise. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't know whether you ever thought to yourself, I wish I could sleep better. Uh, I wish I could live a more productive life. I wish I could be more positive and joyful in life, live a healthier and longer life. Well, I've got good news. One of the keys suggested in recent research in many health and motivational books, and a common catchphrase along with mindfulness now, is thankfulness, having an attitude of thankfulness. In a news article by ABC News, the author states that plenty of research shows that a positive outlook and an attitude of thankfulness not only benefits those around us, but can have a direct and beneficial effect on our health of our brain and body. I don't know about you, as I get older, I really need that. (laughs) And one supporting article, a guy wrote an article called 10 Reasons I'm Thankful for Thankfulness, says... Thankfulness can improve relationships. Thankfulness can create contentment. Thankfulness can lift your mood. Thankfulness can motivate. Thankfulness cultivates humility. Thankfulness keeps us healthy. Thankfulness produces positive people. Thankfulness is contagious. Thankfulness makes us more likable people. Thankfulness increases longevity of life and displays more the people God intended us to be. Thankfulness assists us in living a happier and more satisfying life. Now, I want to ask you a really embarrassing question. Is that you? Are you a thankful person? When people look at you, do they see thankfulness all over your face? From your lips, does it constantly flow that you are a person of thankfulness and praise? If they gave your eulogy today at your service, how inspiring is that? Um, And would they describe you as someone who is always thankful and full of praise? or whinging, complaining, or whatever. No, no, okay. Of course, the importance of thankfulness is not something new. The Bible's been talking about thankfulness for 2,000 years and how of value it is. In Colossians chapter 3, you may remember Paul said in verse 15, and be thankful. And Proverbs 17:22, a cheerful heart, a joyful heart, a thankful heart is good medicine. It's good for your health, good for your soul. But a broken spirit, a spirit that's full of gloom and doom, saps a person's strength. Isn't that true? Yeah. Well, Psalm 30, today's Bible reading, as we just heard a minute ago, was written by King David for either the dedication of his palace or a future temple that Solomon may build down the track. And it's a song or an Old Testament psalm calling us not only to be thankful, but reminding us where our number one focus on being thankful should be. 
If you've got a Bible there, you might like to turn to Psalm 30. If you haven't got a Bible, just pretend you're doing it, okay? He says, to who should I give my number one focus in thanksgiving? Listen to Psalm 30 verses 1 and 12. I will exalt, I will lift up, I will give honour, I will give gratitude, I will give thanks and praise, I will give credit, I will give majesty. Where to? To you, Lord. And then in verse 12, Lord my God, I will praise you forever. David is saying that it's great to be thankful and great to be people of praise, but our number one thankfulness and praise ought to be directed to the Lord God. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, enthusiastic, the three of us, that's good. Um, Like many other Psalms in the Old Testament songbook, like uh, Psalm 95 and so on, Psalm 30 is a reminder and encouragement to make the number one focus of our thanks and praise to the Lord God. Why? Because he is worthy of our thankfulness and praise. He's worthy. And in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, it says, You are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and praise and, and worship. Revelation 5, 12 and 13, To him who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb of God be praise and honor and glory and, and power forever and ever and ever. He is worthy of our thankfulness and praise. Well, I guess the question then rises, when do I give the Lord my thanks and praise? Is it on occasions when he answers my prayers in the way that I want them to be answered? Is it on Sundays? Is it meant to be just kept to our Sunday gatherings together? Or what about just when things are going smoothly? Well, the Bible doesn't say any of that. It actually says we ought to give thanks and praise to God continuously, nonstop. It ought to overflow from our lips. And when we consider who he is, and when we consider what he's done for us, when we consider all that we have received through Jesus, when we consider the way he treats us, his love, his grace, his forgiveness, his compassion, shouldn't our lives not just be punctuated with moments of thankfulness, but overflow with continuous thanks and praise, no matter where we are and no matter what we're doing. Lives of thanks living. Thanks living. Psalm 30 again says, O Lord my God, verse 12, I will give you thanks forever. Forever. That's continuously. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks, and the, the intention behind it is give thanks continually in all circumstances. Not necessarily for, for all circumstances, but in the midst of all circumstances. Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If you're not convinced, let me give you another 35 verses. Hebrews, just joking. Hebrews 13, verse 15. Through Jesus, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. That's meant to be ongoing. And in Revelation 4, where it talked about, you are worthy, Lord God, to receive glory, honor, and praise. There's a verse in verse 8. It says, day and night, they give thanks and praise and worship to God. It's continuously. It speaks of a life of thanks and praise continuously. I came across a, a lady who did that. Uh, she's a w- wonderful elderly Christian lady. She had very little money and lived in a rundown house, but she was always thanking and praising the Lord. Her only problem was with the old man who lived next door. He was always trying to prove to her that there was no God. And one day, as the old man was walking by her house, he noticed the woman through an open window, and she was kneeling down in prayer. So he crept over to the window to see if he could hear. And she was praying, Lord, you've always given me what I've needed. 
And, I, and now I, you know that I don't have any money and I'm completely out of groceries and I won't get another check for a week. And she continued, somehow, Lord, can you get me those groceries? For I thank and praise you that you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Well, the man heard all that he needed. He crept away from the window and ran down to the grocery store. He bought milk, bread and meat. He ran back to the woman's house carrying the groceries. He set the bag down by her door, rang the doorbell and hid beside the house. And you can imagine how the woman reacted to seeing the bag of groceries. She threw her hands over her head and began praising the Lord in song. Thank you, Jesus, she shouted. I was without food and you provided the groceries. And about that time, the old man jumped out from the bushes and said, I've got you now. And she was too busy shouting thank you to Jesus to pay any attention. I told you, he said, I told you there was no God. He said, it wasn't Jesus who gave you the groceries, it was me. To which the woman said, oh no, Jesus got me these groceries, but he made the old devil pay for them. We're called to a life of continual thanksgiving and praise, thanks living. And I guess the question arises, how do I express my thanksgiving and my thanks and praise to the Lord? I know how to thank and praise other people up, but how do I do it to a God I can't see? Well, let me just suggest a couple of ways we can do it. We can give our thanks and praise personally. David says, I will give you thanks forever. I will exalt you. Or we can do it collectively together. And in verse 4, he says, sing to the Lord, you saints of his, praise his holy name that's one of the reasons we come together that we can take our thanks and praise and combine them together and make them an offering to the lord so we can do it personally or collectively we can give thanks and praise verbally and david is doing that in this song but we can also do it in silence and quietness and psalm 46 10 says be still and know that i'm god i don't know about you when i'm still and know that god is there my natural response is in the quietness to offer him thanks and praise we can offer our thanks and praise in worship and in singing. Psalm 30 verse 4 says, Sing to the Lord, you saints of hymns. Psalm 100, you know that great psalm, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. We can offer our thanks and praise in prayer. Now, I don't know about you, I've got to be honest, um, so many of my prayers, I just rush in and just tell God what I need and, and then I tell him what he should do, and then I thank him in anticipation that he's going to do what I ask because uh, the right way. But um, we need to stop in our prayer life and make thanksgiving and praise a more dominant feature of them, to come into his presence with thanks and praise before I ask for anything. And I suspect that when we start with thanks and praise, that some of the things we wanted to ask him for no longer mean anything. They've been put back in perspective. And we ought to think, close our time with thanksgiving and praise as well. And Paul says in Philippians 4, don't be anxious about anything, but by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. In other words, include praise in, in thanksgiving in your prayers. Come across a little boy who um, uh, was asked by his father to pray and give thanks at the dinner table. And while the uh, rest of the family waited, the little guy eyed every dish of food his mother had prepared. And after closer examination, he bowed his head and prayed honestly from the heart. Lord, I don't like the look of it, but I thank you for it and I'll eat it anyway. 
Amen. There's a kid that knows Thanksgiving and praise. I bet he didn't sit down for a week when his mother got a hold of him, but he was full of Thanksgiving and praise. Henry Frost uh, served for many years as a missionary in China, and in his journal he wrote of a very difficult time in his life. And he said, I received sad news from home, and deep shadows had covered my soul. I prayed, but the darkness did not vanish. And I summoned myself to endure, but the darkness only deepened. Then I went to an inland station and saw on the wall of the mission these words, try thanksgiving. He said, I did. And in a moment, every shadow was gone, not to return. Include thanksgiving and praise in our prayer life. Another way we can express our thanksgiving is in personal testimony, stories, sharing one. That's what David's saying here. Sharing what God's done in our life is a way of indirectly praising him and encouraging others to give thanks and praise to him as well. David says in Psalm 30, The Lord lifted me up. The Lord healed me. The Lord spared me. The Lord turned my wailing into dancing. He was giving his personal story, and it was an expression of praise and thanksgiving. Deuteronomy 4 verse 9 says, Tell your children and your children's children the wonders of the Lord, what he's done. We can do give our praise and thanks in our posture. Psalm 63 says to, to lift our hands in praise and worship to God. We can do it by kneeling before him or laying flat on the floor before him. We can express our praise and thanks in visual arts, in poetry, in dancing, in painting, in our giving, our offering, with an attitude of gratitude. We can give our thanks and praise spontaneously as the Holy Spirit leads us throughout the day. And at times he will prompt us just to speak words of thanksgiving and praise or it will well up within us and it will just overflow. So be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit as he prompts you to worship and praise. And we can give our lives over to the Lord as an expression of thanks and praise. Do you remember in Romans chapter 12, which came after chapter 11 and before chapter 13, and Paul says, brothers and sisters, in view of God's love and mercy and grace in chapters 1 to 11, offer your lives as a living sacrifice to God. This is the appropriate worship to him. He said, you know, in view of all that God is and what he's done for us, give your life over to serve him. That's the best way to express your praise and worship of him. So get creative. There's so many ways that we can express our praise and worship. Begin when you wake up of a morning with thanksgiving and praise. I don't know. I didn't do that this morning, I've got to be honest. My hair was still in rollers. The mascara was running down. Um, start the day. Some of you are going to have nightmares tonight, aren't you? <laughs> start the day with thanksgiving and praise. As you uh, in the car. Use at the time rather than listen to the news or whatever it may be, um, not on your mobile phone, um, on the radio, t- turn it into a t- time of thanksgiving and praise. After meetings, at the end of the day, get creative. Find a way to do that. Okay, so we're called to a life of thanksgiving. There's various ways we can do it. What do I give thanks and praise to God for? And some of you are going, duh, that's obvious. But let me give you a few anyway. First of all, we can give thanks and praise to God for creation around us. When we see something that is beautiful and attractive, don't just say, oh, that's nice, that's really pretty, and turn it into thanks and praise to God. I came across an article by Rachel Dawson, and she said, a few years ago, I started a gratitude journal. It was tiny, it fit in my pocket, and I took it everywhere. And throughout the days, I would take a few seconds to jot down the things I was grateful for. These little notes became little prayers to God throughout the day. 
and each one expressing thankfulness for the many blessings he was showering on me. Some were significant and deeply meaningful, like a powerful prayer from a close friend or a breakthrough in a dark season. But some were as small as a smile from a stranger or a butterfly landing nearby. But all helped me pause and praise God. He said, here's my advice to you all. Just try to slow down a little today. Keep your eyes open. Look around you. Look up. Look into the eyes of the people you pass. Look at the grass growing or the flowers blooming or the autumn leaves falling. Take time to notice and appreciate the beauty of the world around you. Take a few minutes to write it all down and you'll be surprised how thanksgiving and praise can change your whole perspective on life and give you reason upon reason to praise the creator of it all. How awesome is that? We can praise God for the creation around us. We can praise God for his gifts to us. And I want to start and say, just sometimes gifts that we take for granted. For example, having a house over our head, drinking water, that I don't have to go hungry, uh, that I have connection with others, that God's brought people into my life who are a great blessing to me. Watching a show on SBS the other night called Struggle Street, and uh, it was showing in Wagga, actually a couple of suburbs there, and also farmers on the land, what they're going through. And I tell you what, I was so moved with compassion for those people and what they were going through. But, but I also came away saying, God, I've got no reason to complain. When I consider what people are going through and what you've given me, I just want to thank you and praise you for everything you've given to me. So the gifts that we often take for granted. What about the gifts that, like Jesus, we can thank and praise God for the gift of new life in Jesus and all that Jesus is to us. We can thank him for his word, for the Holy Spirit who lives within inside us. We can thank him for the family of believers that we have to belong to, for spiritual gifts. The list goes on and on. Thank and praise God for creation and for his gifts to us. We can thank and praise God for his promises to us. Do you know the Bible has hundreds of promises that God's made to us? Just that ours for the standing on and claiming. And do you know God is a promise keeper? What he promises, he delivers on. So for example... Lord, I thank you and praise you that because I belong to Jesus, you'll never let me out of your hand, that my life has meaning and purpose, that you'll be with me wherever I go, that your presence is a guaranteed 24-7 thing. I thank you and praise you that you have promised me that the Holy Spirit has been given to me and in him I have all the supernatural power and strength to face anything that I come across in my life. I thank you that you've given me dime divine weapons for, that uh, are for spiritual warfare. I thank you for your promise that if I put you and your kingdom first, you will meet my, me at every point of need. I thank you that you promise me that you'll work everything that happens in my life somehow for my good and my growth and your glory. I thank you that you promise me in Romans 8 that nothing will ever separate me from your love. I thank you that you promised me that through Christ, I can be more than a conqueror over any situation that I face. And I thank you that I, you promised me that I will spend eternity with you. That's just a glimpse of some of the promises. Doesn't that excite you? Don't, shouldn't we be thankful for God's promises? They go on and on and they give us endless reasons to give thanks and praise to God for. Let me just draw to a close and say there's two more areas that we ought to thank and praise God for that David highlights. First of all, we ought to thank and praise God for who he is. And in Psalm 30, as you read between the lines, and David's sharing 
about God and what he's done. He, he's saying, Lord, I thank you and praise you that you are good, that you are loving and caring. That's your nature. I thank you that you are one who not only hears our prayers, but answers our prayers. I thank you that you are a helper, a deliverer, a rescuer. Verse one, you lifted me out of the depths of despair. Verse three, you spared me from the grave. I thank you that you are all powerful and a healer. Verse two, you healed me. I thank you that you are a life restorer. Verse 11, you turn my wailing into dancing. I thank you that you are holy. I thank you that you are full of grace, mercy, faithful and forgiving. Verses 8 to 11. I thank you that you are a God of second chances. In verse 3, in the message, God, you pulled me out of the grave. You gave me another chance at life when I was down and out. These are just a few of the thing, qualities about God that David has experienced in that one situation, let alone the rest of his life. And again, how awesome is God? How awesome is our God? I know that you're not particularly showing a lot of excitement, but I know that your knees are jumping up and down underneath the seats. You say, let me up, let me just praise. Uh, so that's encouraging. So we ought to thank and praise God for who he is. But we ought to also finally thank God for what he has done for us or what he's doing in our lives. And again, David says individually, sort of indirectly, I thank and praise you, Lord, in verses 1 to 3, that you lifted me up from the depths of despair, from breaking point. You ever felt that way? I know I have. But the Lord lifts us up from the point of despair and breaking point. I thank you that you healed me, that you restored me, that you saved my life from certain premature death. I thank you that you protected me and delivered me from the gloating of my enemies over my demise. Things that God had done in his life. And in verses 5 to 11, David says, I'm thankful to the Lord that when I became materially prosperous and became proud, self-reliant, thinking I would never be shaken, you hid your face from me. You removed your blessing and life and health became a nightmare. But I thank and praise you that when I turn back to you, you were quick to forgive and forget and your brief anger was replaced with your favour. And your favour lasts a lifetime. How good is that? Lasts into eternity. And I thank and praise you that even though I went through a time of weeping, a time of sadness, weeping only remains for a night. But with you, Lord, rejoicing comes in the morning. Rejoicing comes in the morning. You have turned my wailing and my crying into dancing. You've taken from me the sackcloth of grief and sadness and brokenness and clothed me with joy. That's what God had done from his life. And I know there are some of you this morning that are going through a time of weeping and, and, and wailing and, and sackcloth. I want to encourage you. It will, seems to go on and on and on, but with the Lord, rejoicing will come in the morning. And he would take your sackcloth and replace it with a clothing of joy. Hang in there. Don't give up. It's on the way. So as David recalls who God is to him, what he's like, and all that he's done in his life, his only response is, Oh Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Or as the message says, I'm about to burst with song. I can't keep quiet about you. God, oh my God, I can't thank you enough. 
We are called, and I'm going to close here, we are called to a life of thanks living. Continually thanking and praising God. 1 Thessalonians 5, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How do I become a person of thanksgiving? I'm glad you asked that question because it's on the screen. Uh, first of all, pray and ask. Ask the Lord to give you a heart of thanksgiving. Lord, you know that my natural tendency is to complain or panic or grumble. Take it away, Lord. Change my heart. Fill me with a heart of thanksgiving and praise for you. Learn from others who are good at thanks living. Ask them questions about how they do it, particularly in difficult circumstances. Actively pursue opportunities for thanks and praise. Don't just wait for the sudden gust of wind to come upon you and think, oh, you've got to thank and praise God. Actually go looking for opportunities wherever you are and whatever you're doing to give thanks and praise to God. And then remember that thanks and praise is a work of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says, Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. And Ephesians chapter 5, 18 and 20 says, When we are filled with the Spirit, and we follow Him and His promptings, His leadings, His controlling our life and directing us, one of the things that will overflow in our life will be thanksgiving. So keep in step with the Spirit of God. But the bottom line, you're not going to like this. Thanksgiving is a choice. It's a choice I make in every circumstances I face. I will choose not to whinge. I will choose not to blame. I will choose not to grumble. But despite all those feelings that are going on inside me, I will thank and praise God no matter what. George Frederick Handel, the famous musician, had reached the bottom. His right side of his body was paralysed. He was broke. His creditors threatened him with prison. He was so discouraged that he contemplated suicide. But instead, he stopped and made a choice that he would thank and praise God no matter what, to focus on God's goodness rather than on his own desperate circumstances. And out of that choice, out of that experience, came one of the greatest works of praise ever written, Handel's Messiah and the Hallelujah Chorus. No matter what. I want to encourage you today to be a person of thanksgiving. Thanks living blesses the Lord and brings joy to his heart. Thanks living increases our appreciation of the Lord, our love for him and our intimacy with him. And in thanks living, our outlook, our mindset, our mood lifts and changes our whole perspective. In thanks living, we find growing contentment. Our faith and confidence in the Lord, in praying and stepping out into ministry is boosted. In thanks living, the Lord's power, his miracles and his presence is frequently manifested. So the psalm says he inhabits the praises of his people. In Acts 16, the, the stocks holding Paul and Silas in prison were broken and released as they praised and worshipped him. In thanks living, the enemy's power is broken and he's driven back. In thanks living, a powerful witness is given to those who don't yet know Jesus and many will be drawn to him as they look at the thanksgiving and praise in your life. And in thanks living, we can change the atmosphere of any group that we come into, whether it be the RSL, the seniors, youth group, whatever it may be, simply because of our heart of thanksgiving and praise. And in thanks living, we are joining with the thousands upon thousands around the throne of God in heaven, worshipping, praising, thanking the Lord day and night. Today I challenge you, don't be like the nine lepers that forgot to return to Jesus and say thanks. Be like the one who came back. Learn to develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving and praise.
as the writer Habakkuk knew exactly what that was like and he said in chapter 3 though the fig tree does not blossom and there are no grapes on the vine though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food there though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls yet I will rejoice in the Lord I will be joyful in God my Savior live a life of thanksgiving it'll bring blessing you never imagined possible Amen.